0: Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Richard here, your favorite announcer. Season 6 begins with Thanksgiving. Jonathan Edwards teaches all gracious affections that are a sweet odor to Christ and that fill the soul of a Christian with a heavenly sweetness and fragrance are broken-hearted affections. A truly Christian love, either to God or men, is a humble, broken-hearted love. The desires of the saints, however earnest, are humble desires. Their hope is a humble hope, and their joy, even when it is unspeakable and full of glory, is a humble, broken-hearted joy, and leaves the Christian more poor in spirit and more like a little child, and more disposed to a universal lowliness of behavior And now, join Fred in examining the humble affection of thankfulness.
1: Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, and I am blessed to be the principal of the podcast, and I'm here to remind us all, all of God's people, all around the world as it turns out, about not only the importance of prayer but in the context of prayer that critical nature that thanksgiving plays in our lives to our creator and to our savior our lives will be throughout eternity consumed with a gratitude to our creator and our savior who redeemed us and in this life it gives us great joy in fact as we pray and we give thanks we're filled with a love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control, and you recognize those as fruit of the Spirit from Galatians. And that is, and that's why we are here at the Free Range is just to remind each other of those truths. I was listening to a sermon today, earlier today, and it was on the Bread of Life. It was by Alistair Begg, and it was the third in that series that he did on Jesus being the Bread of Life. And his conclusion to this third sermon on Jesus being the Bread of Life the conclusion that he brings to us, in other words, his responses. he's the breath of life, and he thought and he preached that Jesus was motioning to himself, that he probably made gestures, or he may have made gestures, let's be fair to Alistair on that, that would indicate that he himself is the bread of life, which is true, so he probably was, but his conclusion pointed us to our natural responses, or at least some of them, we, we would call them our so what's. In this podcast, but he said they are as follows the very first is thanksgiving, the second was prayer, the third was security, and the fourth was humility. And it's been great because just in the last few days, as we've talked about thanksgiving, of course, it's in the context of prayer, but we have also talked about the humility when we come to God and just thank Him that He is our Creator and next He was our Savior. This kind of seemed like a good wrap-up for all of them. Our response to Jesus being the bread of life, thanksgiving, prayer, security, and humility. And again, it seemed like a wonderful wrap-up to the universal call for prayer that we have been going over. Being thankful, as we have looked at, for the people around us and how God is working in their lives. Being thankful that we were created. Being thankful that we have our salvation. Those are all simple acts of thanksgiving by faith and they bring us to the place where we, in our lives, display display for our own souls, God knows how who we are and how we feel about Him deep down inside, and that we do love Him, but for our own strength, our thanksgiving in all of those circumstances, bring to our souls that abundant life as we concentrate on Him. We know eternal life is a gift, and we have sins to answer for, but our only peace comes from being fully and eternally forgiven. It's an eternal gift that he has given us. Many of the health professionals, at least in my country, believe that if we could only remove the guilt from the human race, people would be happy. That may or may not be true. I don't know. But the problem is God, in his mercies, has given us a conscience in creation. You can read that in Romans 1, or you can read that in the early parts of Roman Romans, we do know That we have sins to answer for, and we do know that we do need to be redeemed, forgiven of those sins, so our only peace comes when we are fully forgiven. We have an eternal relationship. We long to be known fully, long, fully known, and on this earth, in this sojourn, our most intimate relationships, even in those, we cannot be fully known. We will not be fully known because of the pride that plagues us as well. But we have the promise that for eternity we will be fully known, fully redeemed, and have eternity to become more and more intimately acquainted with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the beauty of God, who He is, what other things, what other marvels He has made, and we will be enthralled to see everything He has done and even plumb the depths of His person. We have eternal security. Read the Psalms. Learn about the life of David, and then know with all his sins, he says in one psalm, if I should count them, Psalm 139, he's talking about the goodness of the Lord, if I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. That's security. And then in Psalm 17, David says this As for me, I shall behold thy face in righteousness. I will be satisfied with thy likeness when I awake. So we have that eternal gift of salvation. We have the eternal relationship with God, our Savior. We have an eternal security that starts right now. And that brings us to eternal humility. As I get older, it's easier and easier to see how hard that I have worked most of my life to present a much more heroic, might be a good word, person than I really am or that I ever have been, or that I ever have the ability to be. I'm not sure why I notice that more now, but I have, and I can't wait for the full release of knowing that I'm not the center of the universe, but that God, our creator, is. And I don't have to work to be something I'm not, or to try to make somebody, the people around me, believe that I am when I'm not. I can relax in his forgiveness, in his relationship, in his security, and come to everybody, which is my challenge right now, come to everybody in greater humility to tell them what God has done for my soul. All of that comes from being thankful that we have been saved, we have been redeemed, we have been rescued from the wrath of God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy God, I bow before you and I repent of every thankless moment of my foolishness when I have been ungrateful, of my foolishness when I have not known in ignorance how much you have done for my soul and what the true meaning of salvation was. Every day let me honor you through that thanksgiving and help me from this from this moment out with the rest of this dwelling in on the earth. Help me to point people to you in humility saying this is the one Who saved my soul and has sustained me even until right now. Help all your people to be thankful. If for no other reason, that we have been redeemed in our heavens, our names are written in heaven. Holy God, it is your will. It has unfolded, and we thank you for that. We commit this to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Make us what we are not. In thy power for thy glory. Amen. Do appreciate you listening. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Brethren, let's pray for one another.